Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, hello, I'm Steph and this is the Don't Buy Her Flowers podcast and it's great to be back for a new season. Uh, We are definitely in a time of change in our house. We've had one kid starting secondary school, one turned 10 and one started primary school all in the space of a week. Uh, And honestly, emotions are running high. It's a lot of change. There have been a lot of moments when at least, at least two members of the family are in tears. I've got their ravenous um, which of course leads to hanger, which as a fellow sufferer I have sympathy for, but yeah, it's just a bit mad. I've not done secondary school before, so it's all really new, and honestly the amount of information you have as a parent feels very different. Dare I say it, I'm almost missing the parent WhatsApp groups. Um, but primary school I've I've done twice before, um, but I had still forgotten quite a lot of it. Like, he'll come home mute and then a bit angry and then at bedtime all this stuff just comes tumbling out like mum can kids go to space mum do you know one day I'll have a beard mum I don't want to play with Billy today and just like this unravelling of their day is going on in their gorgeous little heads and they don't know what to do with it so yeah it's a lot but I think we'll just all hang in there and accept there's lots of change that's so going to be rocky for a while maybe we'll give ourselves till half term or something I don't know Um, So on with the podcast, where we have um, the next few episodes focusing on relationships. I'm delighted that the first guest is Aileen Barrett, aka Tinder Translator. Uh, Aileen is brilliantly funny and quick. She translates Tinder bios into what she thinks they really mean. And she's got a book coming out on the 13th of October, which I'll put a link to in the notes. We also get deep into misogyny and how some men are treating women. um, And also talk about why as women we might not expect more for ourselves in relationships quite a sinister side to it and we talk about coercive control in relationships which I've included a link about in the show notes but also there's a message about women being allowed to be themselves and be fully formed humans with all the emotions rather than trying to present in a way that pleases people and particularly men and society so yeah we cover a lot um, but it is also fun because she's she is very funny as I said Um, This episode has been sponsored by boutique mortgage and insurance brokerage Hudson Rose, who are based in Nailsworth. They're a lovely team. They're just around the corner from our headquarters and um, they've got clients all over the UK. But they really stand out in the financial services world and their motto is not all suits and ties. So I'll tell you a bit more about them during this episode. Now, let's crack on with the excellent Aileen. So I was going to start with where Tinder translators came from because mm-hmm. it started as a place to translate the awful bios from dating apps. So what made you start doing that? Well, um, 
I kind of kind of came onto the dating app scene like a little bit late. Uh, then I guess I wasn't like an early adopter because I was married. So I was married and I separated from my husband in 2016. And when I was married, I'd been like, oh my God, like Tinder, that's everything that's wrong with the world. It's so shallow. And then like within about two months, I was like, right, I'm going to download Tinder, <laughs> see what's going on here. Um, and so I guess okay, I like a lot of think women in their 30s or people in their 30s really who've like started dating again after long relationships had like this massive shock to their system because it's completely different game nowadays Mm. and so I was just on dating apps quite a lot and I'm interested in words anyway I've always been interested in like the way we use language and like euphemisms and stuff and after kind of being on and off them for quite a few years you just start to notice the sort of like stock phrases that keep coming up like um and and also just kind of getting a sense of what guys really mean from like matching with people and talking to them and being like oh right so that means that does it or whatever when you said that what you actually meant yeah. was you'd like to have your dick sucked yeah like, I mean that's usually what it is to be fair I could probably just translate them all as I'd like to have my dick yeah. sucked to be honest but <laughs> it'd be a bit repetitive um but yeah. yeah basically and um and I just thought like wouldn't it be kind of funny or whatever to do like to hinder translate I already followed a few pages you know that had like dating app bios up and stuff like that and like beam me up soft boy stuff like that I don't know if you follow her but she just posts the most hilarious stuff um and I went I thought someone's done it someone will have done this already and it turned out that no one had done it on Instagram anyway so I did it so that was yeah um so that's how it started out really um and it was quite cathartic because I was just I was just screenshotting Tinder profiles that I was coming across and it made it a bit less soul destroying because you know you'd, you come across several of them per 10 minutes of swiping and mm. so instead of being like oh my god everything's shit I could be like I'll put that on my page I'll do a translation of that what would be funny about that yeah exactly mm. everything's content now so yeah. if anything it's like oh great I found another one so basically it became a jumping off point to talk about how misogyny plays out in the world and in relationships, how you describe it in your book, mm-hmm. which I should mention is out on the 13th of October. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes, that's Tinder right. Translator, the, an A to Z of misogyny and, oh, sorry, modern misogyny. It looks at how men treat women, but also a bit that I think is really interesting, which we can come on to later as well, is like, and why we don't expect more for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it does kind of take two to tango in a way. Um, mm. Or like, you know, you have to buy into the stuff about you're not deserving better, I think, in order to yeah to put up with it in a way. Um, yeah. Not to sound, someone's probably going to go, oh my God, so victim blaming. But um, that's not what I mean. No, but no, yeah. but I think it's, but also it's it, I think it, you look at it from both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end, especially, you give like a pep talk to women because you're also it's primarily you're talking to cishet people. Right. And you're mm-hmm. talking about heterosexual relationships. Yeah. You're basically providing a service that helps people to like check what they might be drifting into without realising, especially if, like you say, say it's women of kind of our generation who have been in relationships. They've done all that. They grew up in, in the 90s in quite a different world. Mm. And then they're going into this. Things have changed. And almost we need to relook at all the stuff we learned when we were teenagers because it's not all great. (laughs) No, it's really not all great. Like, oh, God. I think loads of people have it where 
you watch a film from like more than five years ago now and I'm like oh no I don't want to watch it again because it's going to be problematic isn't it it's going to be awful like even I was thinking about showing my son who's eight and a half back to the future and I was like oh my god his dad's a peeping Tom that's how his mum and dad meet is that he's spying on her through (laughs) a window and I was like oh connection you're right I couldn't have called it out when I was 15 any of this stuff that you're like no oh that's not okay yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't like a, well, that, that film is cancelled, we're never watching it type thing. But I was just yeah. like, even <laughs> Back to the Future, we can't have anything nice anymore. I mean, some things haven't changed, and, and I think a lot of things have. I mean, conversations around mm. things like consent. I don't think mm. the word consent was mentioned to us in... So, I mean, it's, it's, depending on where you go to school, isn't still isn't mentioned in sex education because we don't have a, a good blanket policy on that. But there's definitely a lot to unpick from what we've been taught to expect and what the world is like now. So starting with the translations, can you give me some real life examples, either bios you've seen or the ones you've been sent, mm-hmm. just a couple and translate them just to start people off with what exactly you do? OK, so this one is the name on it is just Doc. 35 years old he's a physician at private straight man surprise anyway also lots of non-punctuated things on dating apps so you really have to i mean that would immediately put me off i'll be (laughs) honest it genuinely would six foot four physician not looking for judgment for what i am looking for but just being straightforward this might sound a bit weird But I find myself masturbating a lot during my free time lately and I'm hoping to find someone open to sexting slash flirting as well as uh, the occasional friendly conversation. Occasional. I'm very visual and enjoy showing myself as I am well endowed. Let me know. Thank you. (laughs) I quite like that at the end. It's like, best regards. Um, Yeah. And so I've uh, translated it as I've changed doc to dick just because just for the bants and uh, the occupation is catfish at marital home so I've said prob not a doctor defo a catfish and married this might sound weird but I'm looking for someone to send poorly lit pictures of my veiny and very averagely endowed penis being sent pics of boobs would also be fab Um, so basically (laughs) I mean anyone who's like yeah let's just like send each other pics and sext each other secretly and you'll never know who I am. It's like, because you're already married, like that kind of thing. Um, right. So that's fun. Here we go. Is another one. I don't know why this guy has started off with bull six foot two. They don't all start off with one word descriptions and, and heights, but apparently oh. the ones, yeah, as in bull, as in like a bull, like, you know as a very masculine yeah there's even i I mean i don't think you'd be able to see it but there's a there's a bull emoji there's a lot of emojis too many there's i mean just makes me feel like an old woman yeah (laughs) no honestly i don't think i think gen z would agree with us there there's too many emojis in this bio i want a woman who is comfortable in her femininity takes care of her body and can challenge my perspective on things to help me grow Good men are the prize, but unfortunately, many of us give up our power for neediness and desperation. Mm. So I've translated bull to bullshit. I've changed the emojis to sort of lots of clown emojis and people yawning and falling asleep. I want a woman who's comfortable with gender stereotypes, is thin and can challenge my perspective, but like not too much because I'm the man. Good men are out there, but unfortunately, I'm not one of them. 
I probably have a podcast with four listeners where I talk about good men giving up their power. Um, yeah, there you go. That's my, that's a couple of translations for you. Well, because the whole book, so you've got the A to Z and one of them is about takes care of themselves, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, and if someone yeah. says they want you to take care of themselves, that means they want someone thin. So they, yeah. they know it's not okay to say, I want someone thin. So mm-hmm. instead they say they want someone who takes care of themselves. Yeah. Personally, I learned a lot reading your book. Yeah. Because <laughs> I haven't been, well, I've been married for 14 years. Yeah. And I was with Doug a couple of years before that. So I've missed, I've totally missed because it's 10 years since dating apps launched. I think it's yeah, like this week. 10 years, Tinder, Tinder launched 10 years ago this week, I think, in, in the US, I think. But yeah. yeah. So it's passed me by, but I, except for all the stories I get from friends who are dabbling so mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. no I asked them so on Instagram one person sent me a, a, one of the bios on one of the dating apps asks a few more questions I think and one it was like typical Sunday and they oh, put right. pot noodle and a wank oh <laughs> you know how you're trying, enticing to, you're trying to, it, yeah you're trying to actually I think what was really interesting reading like loads of stuff on your feed and mm-hmm. from the books like what has happened if dating is to meant to be attract to someone to you mm. how is that going to pot noodle and a wank on a Sunday <laughs> I often get and I think I do say this in the book at some point like I get people saying like do they really think this is going to work or do they really think this is attractive and I'm like they're not thinking that's where you've gone wrong people who are writing this mm. stuff in their bio are not thinking about you as like a, hu- a fully rounded human Hume. that they need to interact with and attract they're just like writing stuff or even just thinking about how they want to have sex and not thinking about the fact that like in order to do that there might be some steps in between or you know um so yeah but it's quite like it's just quite interesting that it is dating apps but from all the things I've a lot of the things I've read and seen it's it's hookups it's it's what seems to be more people are looking at I did get some messages from people like I met my husband on tinder but Mm -hmm. not many there are a lot more who were uh, ones like um, asked about different men and someone said, oh, um, opening with they're always open with sex messages, which I know you said in the book. But the worst one has been I'm in a local hotel for the night, fancy shitting on my face. Wow. And there was one. Yeah, straight in. Yeah. Even, one, that has even shocked me. There was this one that said the guy wore denim on denim and rode around on an electronic unicycle. Mm. And it was just like, he's probably identifiable because that's quite specific, isn't it? So there might be people listening who go, oh, yeah, no, I know him. (laughs) Yeah, I've matched him on Tinder as well. Yeah. Um, Now, I'm just trying to... Wow, shit on the face. It's the face, I think, that really's got me there. Um, Yeah, no, it's a a wild ride out there. And um, I obviously get sent loads of stuff like, you know all the gross sexual openings I mean there are nice interactions on day I have a boyfriend and I met him on Bumble I think Tinder is decreasingly like somewhere you meet people it seems to be increasingly becoming like a hookup app people seem to be going to hinge for relationships owned by the same company I find it all quite interesting how these companies have made like multiple different dating platforms for like they know what they're doing Um, slightly different audience yeah yeah and I I often say like it's a lot of men just cock blocking themselves as well because this isn't how you sleep with women you don't open up with hey do you want to see my penis like that's it's not what we want really I mean eventually we might want to but it's definitely not like oh 
Yeah, thanks. Oh, but do you know what? I've been oh. waiting. I've been waiting for a man to offer to show me his penis all day, and I can't wait to see it. Um, <laughs> what are your favourite chapters? I mean, I quite like A is for Ask, which is about the sentence that some people write in their bios called "Just Ask," because it's not all gross, right? Some of it's just like there's a lot of subtext to be read into these things. So um, yeah, yeah. people will just literally write "Just Ask." That's it. That's all they're giving. Um, and or like, I never know what to write here. So just ask me what you want to know. And it's like, no, I don't want to ask you anything now because you haven't been able to think of one. Doesn't bode well, does it? Like it's just yeah. Like I translate that as basically from the outset, I require that you make all the effort in this relationship. Mm. Um, because it's like, yeah, just ask me what do you want to know. It's like, well, Mm. are you do you are you interested in yourself? Do you think there's anything interesting about you? Are you could you ask me a question? I don't know, like. And one of those things about the bar being low is like sometimes you'll hear girls saying when they've come back from dates, you know, saying to their friends, yeah, he asked me loads of questions. And they're like, oh, my God, did he? It's like, oh, God, why are we celebrating? <laughs> that's, a, that's a conversation. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. and did he listen to the answers as well? Yeah. Oh, my God, <laughs> that's amazing. <Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> Marry him. Yeah. Oh, don't let that one get away. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and I suppose another one I'm actually going to choose like two from each end of the book because another one that I I wrote about a long time ago on Instagram which isn't really something that gets said in dating apps like on a dating app bio but it's such a common phrase is you're not like other girls so why is for Mm. you're not like other girls and I really like talking about and, and I find it really interesting that like especially like younger women or when I was younger being like not want, like other girls was like a massive yeah. compliment and when you think yeah it because through, other girls are so awful which is yeah like oh god they're the worst you know even though everyone who's ever like been a consistent support in my life and like makes me laugh and who are not everyone who I love but you know is almost mm-hmm. overwhelmingly being a female being a woman yeah. or a girl yeah. and yet I'm trying to differentiate myself to them to for what the attention of you know some 17 year old with like you know three day stubble that you know isn't really a beard and cider breath mm. you know like I'm like oh my god yeah yeah other girls are so stupid like other girls oh god that's yeah, it's I, so interesting isn't it that that's mm. what we as- aspired to, to be well you talk about the cool girl throughout the mm-hmm. book yeah that that's what we were that's what we would like and I guess when I say we I'm talking about probably people that kind of grew up in the 90s mm-hmm. that that was what you were aiming for yeah well there was like in with the boys but also be sexy like I know there was that whole kind of ladette like wave Mm. of like ladette culture like I feel like Zoe Ball was a ladette for a while Sarah Um, Cox and Zoe but they were they were positions I think they'd probably now be like oh yeah no oh yeah no I don't think they were like hey I don't know what I'm gonna do (laughs) yeah 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 um, as if like any woman has ever positioned herself like been able to be like this is who I am um yeah but yeah like there was kind of this generation of like very very actually sexy slim white women uh pretty um, but they were also like one of the lads and they were cool. They were the cool girl. Um, they, knew, and they knew a bit about football. Mm-hmm. They could drink a pint. Drinking pints. So they could behave like a boy, but not too much like a boy because yeah. that would be too far. 
Yeah, and that's I felt like that's what I I did wrong is I went too far. So like boys just wanted to be friends with me, which again, right. why didn't why wasn't that nice for me? Why was yeah. I like, well, if they don't want to kiss me, then I'm nothing. Not like I'm, I'm absolutely worthless if they don't want to kiss me. Yeah. You know, they want to be my friend. Boring. You know, it's so interesting, and I think boys are also raised to look for the approval of men. That's yeah. the thing. It's like we're all kind yeah. of raised to look for the approval of men but like if you're a heterosexual woman you get it from men wanting to kiss you and other stuff it was kind of like a false dawn in the 90s where you had your spice girls and i think we thought yeah we're independent women we can do whatever we want this is Mm -hmm. we're equal and then you kind of become an adult and go god no we're not at all but and and also all that other stuff of how to you had to behave a certain way so it was still performative it was still rather than a kind of range of beings that we could be and all the different personality types, we were kind of trying to conform and fit. And you talk about that in the book and how actually your marriage broke down when you moved away from that, when you tried to become, when you realised that you'd been trying to conform for all these years and you were trying to be, find out who you really were. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I... After my son was born, I had I had postnatal depression, and um, mm. one of the things I accessed was uh, through the NHS uh, was compassion focused therapy, which is a bit like a lot of people have done cognitive behavioural therapy. It's a bit like that, but it goes a bit deeper, talks about your past more, and its real focus is just like having compassion for yourself. And I was like, <laughs> don't know if that's okay. <laughs> you know not sure we're allowed to do that are we um and yeah. you know you know can I you know saying nice things out loud about myself or not even nice like just things that kind of like I'm clever you know um I've got lots of certificates don't do the sick don't do the sick no boys. but okay don't but then the that's how I was feel, like, but I'm yeah, funny yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm funny yeah. I'm clever those things yeah. are pe- I make people laugh a lot yeah and um I have lots of certificates to prove that you know I have a master's with distinction from Manchester University right and Mm. like saying that out loud made me want to like just Mm. turn myself inside out saying anything nice about myself and I remember talking to my therapist about it and she's just like why I was like I don't know that's bad isn't it anyway and just kind of learning I've been trying to shrink myself in lots of ways for lots of years um, and I think a lot of women do that in lots of different ways, like physically and in personality type. And I definitely done that within my marriage, although it had been so subtle that I hadn't really le- really noticed. Um, mm. But people really noticed it uh, almost like as soon as we separated. I remember saying to one, loads of our friends just knew us as a couple because we've been together since university. Right. And I was talking to one of my friends and I was just saying, like, I don't think I want him back in the house now I, and I know people are going to be like upset because you know we're like the the couple of the group type thing because we were all quite young and she mm. was like you know when someone's obviously been like I don't know whether to say this or not type thing and they mm. like they kind of blurt out they're like oh my god thank god I can say this and she said to me it's like a weight's been lifted off you and I didn't know there was a weight on you but now it's like you shine and I kind of you know mm. sipped my wine and had a little cry but and that was something that I didn't quite realize was going on but I think you know looking back I think what was hard for my husband was like me just being more myself actually there were quite a lot of ways that he slightly disapproved of me and the aspects of myself that he maybe didn't like so much that I'd sort of just kind of hidden a little bit 
And when I stopped doing that, and not in a defiant way or anything, just in like, hey, maybe I'm all right. And I wasn't really doing it in relation to him, to be honest. I was just learning mm. to stand up for myself. And now I think that's that was like, oh, I'm going to check out. <laughs> this is a bit of the book, and I've re- I've got. I want to read you back to yourself, which I know might be a bit creepy, but or you might like because <laughs> you're like, yeah, sure, I write that. I think reading this, especially now, like I'm 41, I'm seeing this among lots of people I know where we had this kind of period of having baby women and lots of women I know have had periods of having babies and before that they were trying to meet somebody and before that they were teenagers so it's like now is when they've gone oh hang on am I being true to myself am I that kid that I was you know before all this other shit and teenageness happened Mm -hmm. am I allowed to behave like that and if their partner is okay with it and accepts it and helps them move through it great but if they don't and they're like wait no this isn't the person I met it Mm -hmm. just is really really complicated and and like I thought is it 70% of divorces are instigated by women divorced women are happier and it's Mm -hmm. like oh that's what's happening so what there's a bit in let me just find it um the mold of your 20s and filing down my edges to be smooth enough to love was how you had been prior to this kind Mm -hmm. of change and the self-care that makes you see your own worth and have boundaries and ask for more. And then I've quoted, it is the kind that makes you realise you don't want to be with someone whose affection is contingent on your maintaining a certain appearance. Mm-hmm. So as you kind of realise that you did, you'd been maintaining that, which is also exhausting, right, for mm-hmm. women the world over. <laughs> yeah, 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 for um, sure. As well as not being able to just be yourself, it's exhausting. And I just thought that mm. with those, that idea leads into also tying back to kind of misogyny and all your stuff that you're talking about it all fits together of that expectation from Mm -hmm. men and from women of what we're supposed to be yeah and how subtle it can be as well because you know my my ex-husband I mean he's a great dad we co-parent it's all fine now Mm -hmm. but you know you would never look at him as someone who would like repress a woman like a like you know repress a woman he was with or like be controlling or try and you know do you know say like oh you shouldn't do that or the things I do are better than you but he totally was doing that and I think he would admit that now uh in a is there anything particular is there a particular thing that he would have done that about uh well he was quite spiritual I say spiritual kind of in, in inverted commas. I mean, he he is and he does lots of yoga and meditation and stuff like that. But um, sometimes he would kind of use that as like a sort of like holier than thou thing or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of just like I say, for example, if he would get up with our son, I would have a lie in. I would just sleep until he like woke me up. Um, I could sleep mm-hmm. for days. Um, whereas nice. he, if I would get up for with our son on a weekend he would go and do like yoga meditation for two hours he would basically like criticize me for that for sleeping in and I'd be like that's my self-care because he'd be like oh you know I've been with him all morning and I was like well I'm with him all morning when you do yoga meditation if I woke up and like did two hours of meditation would that be better and he was like well kind of I was like fuck you (laughs) um you don't get to choose what I do with my time which is away from yeah okay and there, I mean, there was a lot. There was loads of little things going on, and it was pretty like heartbreaking in the end of our relationship. And it wasn't me mm. just going, "Huh, I think I want to be free of this." In fact, but when it when it did happen, it was like, "Oh God, this was." Even though it, it kind of ended in a shitty way, I was like, "Oh, actually, no, this is right." I kind of wish it ended in a 
more kind of neutral like let's break up because it's not working for us way but you can't have everything I think that you're so right it's it's not about the fact that you like you have to break up with someone in order to be more fully yourself but if you can't be more fully yourself with in that relationship if you feel like who you are is not what they want or that they don't like aspects yeah. of you then it's very hard to like yourself like and and when you do like yourself it's a bit like well I'm not sure I like you anymore because you've not liked me for years our sponsors for this episode are a mortgage and insurance brokerage firm named Hudson Rose and along with their not all suits and ties motto their focus is on being more fun and relatable financial service definitely two things missing from most financial service providers um, customer service is their priority so they love getting to know clients they're all about finding bespoke solutions and they're consistently rated five stars on google so their customers are clearly loving them too have a look on their website hudson-rose.co.uk or follow them on instagram at hudson underscore rose underscore uk we'll add links in the show notes and if you do go to them for advice and i can vouch that they are a lovely team uh, quote don't buy flowers and they'll donate 50 pounds to your local food bank you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection blue nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST all the stuff we're talking about and that and that it's maybe talked about loads on social media or whatever has changed massively since we were in our kind of formative years mm -hmm. so like having conversations with Doug before I spoke to you and I was saying some of the stuff that even my like my male mates I've got a really good group of male friends who actually before I met Doug 
all my girlfriends were back in Gloucestershire, all mm. married and settled down, and they were my crew. And I had a lot of fun with them. I mean, <laughs> because they're just they were just having a good time in London. Yeah. But some of their behaviours, some of Doug and his friends' behaviours, if we looked back with them, like I don't mean like pointing out and going, the way they would have probably spoken about girls or mm-hmm. how they would have treated girls. Now, I know them as adults and they are really good men and I know how they are as parents. I, I know their partners, like, but just how they would have been. I'm not saying that they were dreadful people. They were normal mm-hmm. of that generation, as yeah. as are we. So we've kind of all moved on. So if if you're with someone and and they're not seeing that that's change has happened for all of us. Like maybe doing a bit of reading themselves, maybe, (laughs) you know, engaging in conversations that are happening, then they're not going to move on. And then you are in two really different places. Yeah. At the time of my breakup, actually, me and a friend were talking about this whole thing of like, you've changed being like Mm. a really weird thing to say to someone that you met in your early (laughs) twenties. Yeah, it's like yeah. why would why haven't you changed dude like yeah it's been it's 10 years like, did. Yeah, you know yeah. like of course I have like wouldn't it be weird if I hadn't like and you know expecting me to be this person who was going to like three hours of lectures a week at uni doing history and like yeah. playing my guitar at open mic nights and things like that and I mean I am still yeah. that person in a way but also like I'm gonna behave differently I have a small child and a yeah. job and also yeah. I'm just 10 years older. So, and I think that's why some men do kind of just like, you know, trade in women for a younger model. That's been really interesting to watch the Leonardo DiCaprio stuff in particular, because oh my god, I don't think the same, same, I don't think, I mean, very funny. Some of the memes were oh, a star, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think the same, I think 10 or so years ago, it would have been like, oh, he always got oh, a bit of a perv, likes younger mm-hmm. women. And that would have been the end of it. Whereas what I saw in like with this this kind of round was people going, well, hang on a minute, is that because he needs to be able to control them to some degree, or because they're not free thinking at that point? And then as they become that, and you kind of suddenly go, oh, that's not just a bit ick anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. something it's, darker. There's that whole thing of like your brain development doesn't stop till you're in your late twenties. And the thing of people just being like, are we sure that it's him who ends it? Or is it them when they kind of reach an age where they can make their own decisions fully? Yeah. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see like if he maintains this under 25s policy as he gets even older. Because when someone put out the graph of his girlfriend's ages, yeah. they did it for a few other people as well, actually. I don't, I but some remember. of them had gone for someone who is like proportionately younger, yeah. but they that person did get older. Those partners got older as they got yeah. older. Yeah. But with, with him, it was like he's got older and he's kept going for Just the same going age. Back, which like is, really, yeah. yeah. Um, there was, because yeah. um, I don't know if you've heard the new Demi Lovato song, 29, but it's about right. a man that she was with. They said at the time she got together when she was 18. Perhaps they actually got together when she was 17 until she was 19 or something. He was one of the actors in um, that 70s show. It's like an Ashton Kutcher type um, cohort. So he was 29 when they got together. And she's 29 now and is saying, finally 29, funny just like you were at the time. And so it's basically just like very explicitly about how she was kind of, groomed you know right um yeah yeah. oh here you go some lyrics here 
had me in your grip went beautifully with all my daddy issues and this shit continues I see you're quite the collector yeah and so now yeah like it's oh um so he's now with someone who yeah he they got together when she was quite young but she they seem to be staying they're married right um yeah you're 12 years old her elder maybe now it doesn't matter but I know I know better now I know I know better because I'm finally 29 and she Mm. in another bit of it says um you know wouldn't dream of 17 now Alanis Morissette was 18 when she wrote Jagged Little Pill, which I did not realise until I went to yeah. the reunion type mm. tour recently. Which was I'm so jealous. Me. I should have, I should oh have gone. God. I feel oh like God. it was yeah. good. It was mm. so good. Just screaming every single word. I would recommend Everyone. listening to it now. Yeah, I've, I mean, I actually re-listened to. So I love. I think Jagged Little Pill is one of those albums as well that different times of your life you like different songs on it or like you they I mean it's weird that she wrote when she was 18 but um like not the doctor in my mid yes like early 30s mid 30s I was like oh my god yeah this I I used to find it quite boring when I was younger but now I'm like oh my god um and it does speak I don't want to be your babysitter yeah (laughs) yeah it speaks to quite a lot of this stuff really she had older met them what she wrote it but I listened to quite a few documentaries before I went to it Mm because I was like I didn't realize she was that young she had she was writing it about all the older men who had basically kind of been with her used mm-hmm. her through her teens so the whole album is about that which is yeah I obviously yeah. didn't know at the time I just thought it was, I was just full of teen angst so one of my favorite chapters was um no drama mm-hmm. because so you translate no drama so if this someone has no drama in their bio um you said I would bet my house on the fact that what no drama actually means to most of these dudes is just be a pushover be submissive smile and nod and give me blowjobs mm-hmm. <laughs> And it goes it goes back to the whole play of what what men are looking for mm-hmm. from women, and they're saying yeah. it quite blatantly, really. Yeah, because because drama really, you know, there are, and this is this is the patriarchy as well. Like, I have empathy. I don't want to date these men, but I have empathy for them. There are lots of men who don't mm-hmm. know how to express any emotion that is an anger in or mm-hmm. in any emotion like in a safe way that's not like outside of football stadium or you know yeah. something like that and the kind of no drama thing is often just associated with like expressing emotions or express you mm-hmm. know and sometimes expressing anger because obviously women have the other problem which is that we're, we're brought up to not express anger can have the other emotions but no anger that's the man's one they get the anger mm-hmm. and so if you kind of go hey um look you didn't like could you reply to my text within 24 hours or something like some really reasonable mm-hmm. request so like, oh my god you're so like high maintenance you're so dramatic yeah. like so like don't be so or like you know I didn't really like it when you did this um, I thought you I thought you weren't I thought you weren't like other girls I thought you weren't dramatic you know like um god. yeah and it's, and it's really controlling isn't it like, it's very controlling and it's preemptively controlling as well because it's like because then, the, then you're so desperate to be in a relationship and this is again going back to that kind of we we thought we wanted independence in the 90s thing but mm-hmm. we also ultimately were living to find a bloke and mm-hmm. so if they've already told you they don't like that then you can't possibly 
give them the drama mm-hmm. so then you're going oh it's it's yeah it's really seedy most people who are manipulative and stuff aren't masterminds they're not going no. i know what i'll do i'll write no drama in my bio and then i will preemptively you know cut that off yeah they're basically saying they've kind of evolved these patterns over years they don't realize that they're necessarily doing it my yeah. problem is when you tell them they're doing it and they don't want to listen that's the problem but um yeah. probably say you're being dramatic i imagine but I always yeah. think it's really funny because often no drama is written in all caps, which I find very dramatic. <laughs> as a, as a, yeah, it's like, no drama. I don't want any drama in yeah. my life. It's like, you're the common denominator to all this drama, mate. So maybe, yeah. maybe, you know, that like meme that goes around like, is it me? Am I the drama? Um, mm. It's very like, everyone who says no drama is basically that. In fact, I should make that into a reel. But anyway, often as well with the no drama thing, it, it can be don't have any reactions to when I'm being dramatic. It can be, you know, if I get angry or whatever, like just you can't call me out on it. If I'm behaving in a way that isn't actually okay, you can't say that I am because then I'll say you're being dramatic. And it's like, mm. what? Yeah, but it's often very preemptive. And a lot of this stuff is like... um Another chapter is Good Vibes Only, which I say is like the sort of spiritual fuck, mm. fuck boy version of no drama. <laughs> you know, it's sort yeah. of like, man, I'm just like really positive and like, I just want, I don't want negativity around me, you know, like it's like, oh God, well, don't and be alive again, it comes, then because it, that's it comes back the world. That. You're not a fully, you're not looking for a fully formed human who has all the emotions and who will yeah. have good days and bad days and shit things happen and good things happen. Like it's, and again, mm-hmm. when you talk about like women, like shrinking ourselves as women and trying to make everyone happy, keep everyone happy all the time, it it all plays to that. But maybe that's changing, and that's why. One of the things I was going to say is that the I think nearly every female I know who I know well has ended up in a relationship at some point, not so much, but more, you know, probably when we were a bit younger, that has this kind of coercive control thing happening and and they don't even necessarily know it's kind of afterwards that you realize so whether that's they're controlling your finances or um isolating you from your friends and family because someone drops off the radar a bit and you only realize afterwards that what's happened or they're kind of keeping track of you like all Mm -hmm. these and there's there's a website that kind of lists all these things and you look at them go shit I definitely had a relationship like that yeah and removed myself from my friends until I think I don't know what triggered like a couple of years it triggered something to sort of say to my friends we'd had a day out kind of saying to them does your does your boyfriend ever call you a bitch and them kind of looking at me like no what and just being like Oh, but, oh, but I'm so glad so you said subtle. that though. Yeah, like yeah, you, no, God, so am I. And they were just like, get the fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but he wouldn't have started by you calling you a bitch, you, right? He wouldn't have called you a bitch on the first no. date. That's the thing. It's no. insidious, and it and it's yeah. I've definitely had conversations where I've gone like, yeah, this, you know, he would do this or whatever, and people are like. Mm oh my god that wasn't that sounds horrible and and you're like yeah it was horrible and you know what at the time I sort of thought maybe it was horrible but then I thought probably being a bit dramatic (laughs) but you know things where you're just kind of slightly belittled or to make made to feel Mm. that you're the inferior one in the relationship for whatever reason Mm -hmm. or or that you're the less important one in the relationship which I think you know a lot of women feel just with like 
the division of labor and the mm. you know how much is noticed about how much they do in the household as opposed to how much you're expected to take notice of what is done by the man oh my god thank you for making dinner um yeah. and that's you know i think that is evening out and that's certainly evening out in a lot of relationships which is really good but yeah the whole thing of being fully human is such a big thing and it, it kind of only really dawned on me whilst writing the book because it kept coming back up it was like that is what objectification is right it's like making you an object instead of a, a fully like rounded being with all of the mess and everything and I was just like yeah and then of course dating apps make it easier to objectify people because you're removed you're not face to face with them their pictures it's primarily based on looks yeah although to be fair I mean I used to be like oh my god it's so shallow and they'd be like well what did you do when you were like every night out you ever had as as a (laughs) like as a you know teenager or like in your 20s you were looking around the bar like you didn't go "Mm, I'll go and ask that man about his biographical history and see if we get on (laughs) do you know what I mean like so in a way sometimes I would probably be swayed by people's bios and be like I don't know and then read the bio and be like oh actually I'll give this guy a shot or whatever or be put off by their bios Um, because sometimes these guys are doing you a massive favor by just being awful straight up yeah like right well especially if someone's got your book and then they can go oh no yeah just like this is is reference yeah Um, cross reference yeah yeah oh looking for some fun you say (laughs) that means sex Uh, it's a top tip by the way do you think that um men from gen z will be different to men from gen x have we got any hope here is what i'm looking for our sons are sort of Gen Z, although maybe your youngest son is like the next one along, I guess. But I think they, my son just oh, about falls. Two different. Hmm. Yeah, I just about falls into it. He's, he's only eight and a half. But, you know, I see a lot, of, a lot of couples and a lot of women raising their sons in ways that I'm like, this is hopeful. But mm. I also see the way that the internet shapes people. And, um, you know, it is a bit scary, I think, for mums in general when you look at kind of the readily available pornography about you know boys potentially learning about porn you know from the internet I actually heard I listened to your episode with the sex doctor and you were talking about talking um to your eldest about that and I thought that was that was great um and so, Mm. so certainly I think the fact that we're all a bit on it more on it and a bit more aware of these things is is also hopeful um but you know the kind of rampant misogyny that exists on the internet also worries me what again reading your book and that that idea that if women are becoming more aware of what they deserve maybe mm-hmm. then that's going to lead to loads of angry men which is what we're seeing with yeah even if you go back to the likes of Donald Trump but also you've got Andrew Tate who I know you've talked about yeah i don't know if you want to introduce him if there's anyone that doesn't know of him or kind of explain him yeah I'd rather not but I will yeah (laughs) so Andrew Tate so there is an area of the internet which is commonly known as the manosphere and it is kind Mm. of a a dark subsection of of the internet which is deeply misogynistic often it's quite all right and and racist as well although there are it's not just all right but people who find themselves on there you might have seen people doing real replies to men who've got podcasts saying like you know high value men deserve this and like don't don't sleep a woman live with a woman who's had you know too many other men because blah 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 and so there's all that going on and there's like 
there's subsections of this as well. There's a book by Laura Bates called Men Who Hate Women, which is all about it. And yes. it's terrifying and brilliant. And I feel like everyone should read it. I feel like every should read it. secondary school teacher should read it and every like parent should read it. And just so we're all aware mm. because there's lots of language mm. that's coming into like everyday parlance that is from there. Um, so it's worth okay. keeping an eye on. But um, Andrew Tate, I suppose, became for a short while... I'm going to talk about him in the past tense because <laughs> I'm just, okay, just I'm yeah. trying to manifest it. Um, yeah. For a short while, the kind of king of the the manosphere, king of the the kind of so that one of the groups in the manosphere is called incels, which is they call themselves invol- involuntary celibate, which means that basically they're made to be celibate because women won't sleep with them. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, you don't well, have to. How, why would you outwardly say that anyway? Yeah. Just, well, I mean, they they, they they you know it's like. There's low. I mean, it's really hateful all the, all the things that they say about, yeah. about women and and the whole ideology is is there's a whole ideology behind it and you know it's wild basically. But there's the incels and there's pickup artists. So they're the kind of people who used to like well and still do, but they've kind of shape shifted a bit. Teach men how to sleep with women, um, how to pick up women. But I think that. Andrew Tate came along. I think he had like a YouTube channel. It's on podcasts, always doing like Twitch streams, which I don't understand what they are. Yeah, (laughs) well, computer games, and also doesn't he do kickboxing or something? Yeah, so he was like a kickboxing star or something. So it's this, you know, one of those kind of people who must spend an incredible amount of time, you know, sculpting his body because it's not like a body Mm -hmm. that should really physically exist like the people shouldn't be that shape like people shouldn't be that muscular like all the things that Mm -hmm. we're taught that men should look like are like ridiculous anyway Mm -hmm. um and he yeah and he he basically you know started blowing up on tiktok and youtube and you know was sort of offering advice to young men incredibly misogynistic advice but also was kind of presenting himself as this super rich I mean, he would call himself a pimp. I mean, he's actually been, his house was raided on human trafficking charges in Romania. Mm-hmm. He talked openly in an interview about how he liked Romania better than Western Europe because it was harder to get accused of rape, basically. Well, you didn't know. he say as well that women who are raped have brought it on themselves? He said, basically. yeah, about, like about, I think it was 2019 or something, he said that they have to take some of the blame for that if they get sexually assaulted and yeah all this stuff and then he kind of just grew into this massive um he grew into this massive thing and he used like a a, a pyramid yeah pyramid scheme so he was getting other young people recruiting other young or men boys yeah so it's quite fucking clever which yeah basically it was it was like get rich on the internet and the way you got rich on the internet you paid you know whatever your monthly fee he was like cut up my most outrageous videos and post them everywhere basically so he was getting Mm -hmm. much more notoriety but at the same time it was like so you pay your fee and then you get five of your friends to pay it was just a pyramid scheme Mm -hmm. you know to pay your fee and then they do that and you'll make money from that and also I guess from views and stuff but there was a really a really big campaign to get him taken down and actually I'm I'm still kind of flabbergasted that like all of the platforms or not I don't know about Twitch actually but YouTube everywhere took him down eventually because mm. he was saying like really openly like violent stuff yeah. and a lot of social like social workers and police and people in schools was, were expressing like this is actually having an impact on yeah. you know there are assaults being you know which is terrifying yeah because I remember seeing you talking about it and you saying well, some people saying I shouldn't talk about it, I shouldn't give it the airtime but mm-hmm. if you 
and people like you weren't talking about it I wouldn't have heard of him Mm -hmm. and it enabled me to have a conversation with Buster but also like Doug's a rugby coach and he so he coaches Mm -hmm. Buster's year so like under 12s right Mm -hmm. they're all just starting secondary school and I was chatting to some of the coaches at the weekend and I was like have you guys heard of, of Andrew Tate and and I said straight away I said oh he's a misogynist and one of the guys I say he hates women I was like yeah and they're like oh okay and they listened and it was like Mm -hmm. a five minute conversation but enough that they could then have conversations with their sons or they could be aware of it if this if people are watching it you know if their kids are watching it yeah I just thought no it's it is really important I feel like we're closer in age to our children than our parents were even though the actual number of years is probably Mm. the same because we're trying to understand some of this stuff and that hopefully is a good thing yeah, I think whenever you kind of respond to somebody like that or talk about someone like that, because I did, I basically mm-hmm. did a live being like, I don't know what to do because some people are like, don't give it oxygen. And some people are like, you have yeah. to talk about it. But the thing yeah. is, I think what a lot of the people who say don't give it oxygen um, don't realise or maybe they aren't like parents to young boys or they don't realise that I'm not trying to convince any young boys that Andrew Tate's not the one like... I don't think I've no. got any power to do that. I'm trying to tell their parents. <laughs> there aren't loads of 11-year-old boys watching your Yeah, they're not like, oh, probably. my God, Alien said he's really problematic, so I'm going to stop watching <laughs> yeah, his uh, live yeah. streams now. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I want to tell their parents that he exists and that he's saying these things and that, you know, he's yeah. being hero-worshipped by these really young, impressionable minds, um, mm. you know, and when a lot of people are saying men need to do work on themselves in order to, like, be better parts of society or be better husbands and boyfriends... And somebody else is offering this alternative that's like, no, everything is women's fault and they're fussy and men should be real men. Well, what's the easier one? The easier option is just to be like, no, I don't need to change. And it's more fun probably, isn't it? Like it's it's like when we have conversations about the domestic load, the mental load, whatever, and Doug and I have conversations and and he's like, for us to be more equal my life is a bit shitter, not mm. and not long term, but his, the initial thing is like, no, yeah, you have to do more, right? So it's mm-hmm. the same sort of thing. For men to not be all these things that we're talking about is harder work in a way because they have to learn about themselves. They've got to be able to communicate better. They've got to be kinder. Like, there's, loads mm-hmm. of, there's loads of asks. Ultimately, life will be better, I suppose, is what we, we've yeah. got to try and get to. Yeah. But it's... And that's, I get, I you know, you see people sometimes saying like, you know, asking for equality isn't asking for you to give anything up. It's just asking for people to have the same. And I'm like, no, it's, some of oh, it, it is, is asking yeah. you to give some stuff up or to do some more stuff. And the thing I think some men don't appreciate, the men who resent this kind of advice, I think, is that women have been doing that work. It's not that we, yeah. we haven't also worked on We're ourselves asking our someone communication. else to. yeah 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 we're just like can you do all of it it's like no you just haven't noticed <laughs> that we've been doing do, it so abby who's up yours gina ford on instagram she's very funny she's like oh you get these guys going like oh we're not terrible looking we've got a job why aren't women jumping at me kind of thing mm-hmm. and she was saying they honestly think that's all women want and to be fair in the past women probably did ask for less but the wants and boundaries have shifted lads and then she sent me an article that was in psychology today about the rise of lonely single men did you see that one yeah 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 so the key points in it were (laughs) dating opportunities for heterosexual men are diminishing as relationship standards rise (laughs) you know like Yeah. So it's like, so we're not willing to put up with quite so much shit. Mm -hmm. Men represent approximately 62% of dating app users lowering their chances for matches. And men need to address skills deficits to meet healthier relationship expectations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. it was written by a man as well. 
Really yeah, I know. Yeah. But he got loads of hate for it. Um, he got loads of Did hate. Did he? It was quite a gentle article, I thought. I didn't think it was... You yeah, know, yeah, it's not even very long. It's not very long, and it's basically just saying, like, learn some communication skills, you know, emotional <laughs> yeah. literacy. And I know that's easier said than done. I'm not saying it's not. But um, but look inward, look inward before yeah. you go, oh, all these women are dreadful and they're out to get ruin us and yeah, take like, what is What do they want? And the, that's the thing. It's yeah. like, what do they, they don't even know what they want. It's like, yeah, we do. We just, we keep saying it. Like, and then there'll <laughs> be the like thing. three women on, on some podcast saying like, I want over a hundred grand, over six foot and like blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, all women want is like money and tallness. And I'm like, no, they don't. Like you've just picked, you've yeah. just gone, right. I'm going to ignore all these women just saying like what we want is somebody who asks us questions and listens to the answers is interested in our lives um who we can have a laugh with and who won't like dissolve into a puddle on the floor if we have an emotion you know (laughs) so (laughs) it's you know like there you go go and do your homework now and I can imagine how that's daunting and stuff and I do have some empathy for it but you know I I actually did make like a, a bit of a video about the response to that article because there was two sides to it. There were some people posting it being like, oh my God, we're supposed to see men as victims now because they, you know, because our standards are going up. I was like, that's not what the articles say. You know, people no. are just like, I'm going to do a reaction. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's get very quickly, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Reaction. And they like deleted the, they deleted like the two points underneath it and it was just like, right. men's chances are going down. I was like, dude, did you read the article? Yeah. But yeah. then there was also like loads of men being like, oh, it's always men who've got to do everything, isn't it? It's always men who've got to improve. I was like, yeah, it's because you're you're the bad ones. But I was like, well, <laughs> but it was it was like very like very defensive. And I made this video basically saying like, I'm happy to talk to men about this stuff, but if you can't read that article and not get your back mm. up, I don't think mm. we can have a conversation. Because there's no point me just no. going like, you're great. Yeah, why don't women mm. like you? Like, there's there's no point in doing that. So if you can't even just be like all right okay so I need to like improve my relationship skills a bit and probably listen a bit better or whatever I'm going to google how to do that because there's loads of articles about it by the way people like how it's the idea of privilege though isn't it so Mm. it works for lots of different scenarios but again it's that I suppose what you've got to do is look that again look inward and people don't want to do that. Or it's like admitting, no. have I ever treated a woman badly? Have I done some of the things that are being flagged? as, as Or have I mm-hmm. gaslit someone? Have I, you know, all that stuff? Probably, yes. Probably yeah. you have. And that yeah. doesn't mean you can't change. But can you admit to it in the same way that you might, as white women, we should be able to look at how we have thought or spoken about or treated or anything to do with race. Yeah, and absolutely, you have to own it, and it's yeah. horrible and uncomfortable. So therefore, everyone goes into defence. Yeah, and that's why so many people. But, I think it's it's a really good comparison, and you know, you were talking about your friends earlier who were the way they behaved were in the nineties or the early noughties or whatever mm. with women now wouldn't be okay and they would know it wasn't mm. okay but it would also be really uncomfortable to talk about it I think yeah that's what people don't understand when you're talking about being like se- sexist or having treated women badly or men treating women badly or like you know um and, and it's the same with um racism is that people aren't saying like you're an awful person to the core of your soul they're saying like mm-hmm. you've grown up in a society that taught you that yeah you know as white people white supremacy is basically like white people are supreme (laughs) 
Um, mm. As men, the patriarchy is like men are supreme. If you grew up in that society, you may have behaved which in ways, we all did. Yeah, th- that were not okay, and you need mm. to look at those ways and cringe and feel bad. But then don't get lost in that. That's not what it's about. It's about shifting mm. to the change, and it's not about going like you know hashtag men are trash or anything. Like I don't, I don't think men are trash. I quite like quite a lot of men, <laughs> but mm. I'm not interested in talking to the ones who aren't interested in admitting that there is a lot of especially within relationships and sex there is Mm. a lot of inequality and a lot of abuse and and it goes mostly in the the abuse goes in women's directions and you know the inequality again is is stacked on our shoulders and if you're not even willing to kind of set those as an opener then it's it's kind Mm. of like why are we talking to each other because like we don't live in the same world almost and what and the the pep talk chapter at the end actually made me quite emotional because it made me think of all the women who don't think they deserve they're deserving of more so it almost you talk about like the the importance of being in a relationship overtakes the importance of being able to be yourself and being someone mm-hmm. who deserves more yeah how would you summarize that well i think for so long we've been taught and this is so, sort of for all genders but certainly it's more pressing for women i think that being single is like the holding room for mm-hmm. being in a relationship. The relationship is supposed to be the permanent state and the single is like just, you know, what, you, what you're waiting for. So so in if you're if that's true, then when you're on your own, you're not in you can't just like settle. Right. Like people talk about settling down. They're talking about it's got to be with somebody else or whatever. So you get all that messaging. And then we also like all grow up with all the Disney films where the ending is that they kiss and get married. Like I'm quite I'm quite excited for this generation of girls who like the ending is like and then her sister saves her or like Mm, and then she saves the heart of the ocean and then like all this stuff. It's like, yeah. But, you know, for us, you know, even if all of the Disney princesses were like the protagonist. Their whole story arc was about the prince, you know. It's very hard to feel like you're enough just as you are and you can be happy with yourself and you can like yourself and that doesn't make you like an arrogant twat. (laughs) Like that doesn't make you like women just being like, hey, I quite like myself, you know. It seems like, oh my God, like who does she think she is, you know. Yeah. Um, and and, and yeah. decreasingly so but it has felt like that and it does feel like that when you say stuff you know positive stuff about yourself out loud if you can get to a place though where you're like actually yeah I'm not even like I'm amazing I'm brilliant it's like I'm okay I'm good like I'm good company mm-hmm. I, I don't mind being on my own with myself I know what I like there are lots of things that we like doing that we stop doing when in relationships because the other person doesn't like them and like do yeah. that do that with yourself and I mean this to people who are in relationships as well and obviously if you've got kids and a job and everything is maybe not time but continue to date yourself basically if we can hold on to like who we are and like that I think everything changes choices just open up that weren't there before and the final final question mm-hmm. if someone is on tinder or other dating apps what is a good question that will help them find out if the person is indeed a plonker <laughs> I mean you could ask them if they're enjoying being on a dating app like how have you found it so far and if they kind of just say like you know yeah it's great like, I don't know I feel like there could be a lot of red flag not maybe not red flag but certainly pink flag answers to that of just like 
Yeah. Oh, like, you know, yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm slagging I, everyone off about how yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, they're here. all like, oh, they're all, you know, all the girls are fake and blah, blah, blah. And then you can be like, bye bye. Mm. Or, or like, <laughs> you're having a great time. Wink, wink. Like, you know, 17 emojis, including an aubergine. You might also be like, bye. <laughs> Um, or if they're just like yeah it's been alright you know how are you finding it I mean asking someone a question and seeing if they ask you one back is always quite a good good uh, yes. thing to do but yeah like I wrote in my it's in the beginning of my book um, I had in my Tinder bio for quite a while Tinder is the worst but here we are and some guys would be like what's bad about it and I'd be like wow have you ever considered what being a woman might be like you know <laughs> just be like wow <laughs> so I guess maybe that one but I don't know if people do it let me know how it goes you so much to Aileen who I love talking to and we actually knew each other years ago in the blogging world I love that she's carving out this space but also it's really thought-provoking I think the world and what behavior is acceptable is hopefully changing so it's really good to hear more from people like Aileen um, and thank you again to the boutique mortgage and insurance brokerage Hudson Rose for sponsoring this episode go and check them out as I said they're a lovely team so yeah you can find out more in the notes and if you enjoyed this podcast please rate review and subscribe uh, message me on instagram if you've got anything to say or email podcast at don'tbuyherflowers.com with any thoughts musings whatever um, it's always lovely to hear from people and coming up next week i'm very excited for you to hear my conversation with laura danger aka that darn chat Laura is all about the mental load and she pulls no punches. So if you're struggling in your relationship, maybe feeling a bit overwhelmed with that ticker tape of things running through your head, of things that you need to do, have a listen because you're definitely, definitely not alone. Um, And she also gives some really solid advice about how to improve communication with your partner and better share that load. It's definitely not just about moaning about it. Um, But for now, I hope you have a really lovely week. when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.